Hi, I'm Phoebe Rao-John, and I think I haven't seen enough movies. I'm Nathaniel Brummer-Beller, and people think I've seen too many. But today, we're switching it up because we're watching a movie that I have actually seen and Nathaniel hasn't. This is the whole Massive, fun. Huge. <laughs> this is the whole fun of it. It's possible. <laughs> it is possible. There is movie there are movies I have seen, contrary to popular belief. Um but Nathaniel's watching today, I believe, is gonna be watching The Killer, the new David Fincher movie. Um so obviously it's not, you know, not necessarily a classic because it's only just come out. But we thought, you know, important filmmaker we've done a fincher it's a film i've seen that nathaniel hasn't we've got to seize the opportunity and maybe it will become a classic who knows who who are we to say and i've seen it i saw it as part of the london film festival a couple of weeks ago early october um in the in the south bank center which is always a strange venue to watch a film (laughs) but um you, I, well, before I went, Nathaniel was like, they always play the sound way too loud. And you were correct. <laughs> it, was, it was so loud in there. <laughs> I was like, guys, turn it down a little bit. Film. Um, this is weird, so I can't talk about what I think of it. I can't reveal anything. It's all flips. I, it's all flips. You don't know. Our, our, to listeners, you see, we, yeah. it's not just the same thing every time. I don't know what I'm going to think of it. It, <laughs> it might be five stars, but I don't know. See, that the promise has come true. Uh, <laughs> it's all it's all flipped around. See, we we we're providing entertainment, variety. We really are. Mm. We really are. What do you so? What do you think is going to happen in the killer? Okay. What do you think the killer is about? Well, I think one of the other reasons I think it's perfect for this is that almost instantly um, when it was announced, I and everyone else who's pretentious um, was like, "Oh, this is the samurai. Like this is him doing Jean Pierre Melville. Um, this is him doing like." the the classic setup of like the wordless hitman who sort of grows a soul, sort of grows a heart, or at the very least, you know, you see his day to day life, which has done it was done a billion times now. Um, all of them good, if you ask me. <laughs> like because it really is just like it's a winning formula. My second favorite slash co favorite mm. movie of all time is a bit of a spoiler if we ever do this film, but um is is the samurai. And uh if anyone hasn't seen it, it's like, oh, you got to see it. Um, maybe we'll circle back and do that on the pod. I don't know. French. Can you watch French movies, Phoebe? Is that, is that okay with you? No. Yeah. I have Brexit means Brexit. And Good. that includes films. That's, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're building up this persona for you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's right wing. That's cool. <laughs> well, you know, it's got to come out at Love some it. point. I, I mean, so, so. Yeah, you know, got to be honest. <laughs> The other spiritual um, uh, revisiting of the samurai, most famously, is Drive, in the sense of like the silent mm. criminal who has an inner life. I've seen that. I've actually seen that movie. Very good. Yeah, because you're a, talking about because you're a Sigma Edge Lord. Of course, you've seen Drive. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's. Um, did you? I mean, well, yeah, we'll have to discuss that. But but I'm guessing. Well, no, actually, I, we will discuss it after I've seen it. Do you think there's a continuity with Drive and the Killer, and then we can? Maybe the summer as well. But that's why I say you gave me a little bit of a hint of what actually happens in the killer a little while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I and did. that's okay. <laughs> I've been very good though, other Sorry. than that. I of, didn't know we were gonna do it on the pod. No, no, and that's okay. I didn't know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this once. 
I I've been I've been good at not finding out anything. I never watched a trailer. Like I really when a, when a movie seems like right up my alley. Because also I love Michael Fassbender. So sorry, I haven't answered your question. What happens in the killer? Okay, it's Michael Fassbender. <laughs> Mwah. Beautiful. Zrei <laughs> beers, please. It's you haven't seen that movie, so that won't make any sense. <laughs> One day we'll circle back to that joke. I know that bit. Okay, That's fine. like the most famous bit. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind if I go speaking the kings <laughs> okay so we love Michael very much it's Michael Fassbender who's a hitman mm-hmm. in uh, Europe and he <laughs> you're in my position where you have to go like I don't know I don't know Michael Fassbender I really have never read anything I've, I've only heard like the general positive buzz Sorry, I'm, I'm waffling here. Yeah, see, this is hard. Where you, yeah. you needle me for specific details, and it's fine, difficult. Fine, I'm wide open. I haven't said no. <laughs> Michael Fassbender is a hitman <laughs> who kills people in Europe, and he is assigned to murder someone who he has no conflicted emotions about killing, but then during the hit, he starts to have conflicted thoughts, and I think it doesn't go right. So he has to sort of pick up the pieces and maybe somewhere along the way he grows something of a conscience and realizes maybe he shouldn't be hitting as many men as he, as he his job would suggest he, he, he does. But one of the things I've heard is that it's like a, a nice like B-movie. So very simple, maybe even like one day or one assignment beginning to end, which to me sounds fantastic. I can't wait to see it. So, yeah. So, <laughs> should I be more specific or is that... What do you think? You're the judge. Um, what, how, uh, hmm, how... I was trying to think if I can ask you. I'm actually trying to remember what happens in the killer because I saw it a couple of weeks ago. I should have, like, read the plot somewhere online just to remind myself. Um, what, how do you think... How, yeah, how do you think it ends? How do you think Ooh, how the does it end? Ends? Oh, okay. Um, I think yeah. that he narrowly avoids the authorities apprehending him like as in like mm. as in somehow he screws up and and people are on his on his ass but then he yeah does ever uh, evade the authorities but then someone who he's wronged in the past or in recent uh, memory shoots him and he dies but he dies with a sort of wry oh uh, yeah fair enough type of <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it is Fincher because I'm I'm describing sort of a typical like, like sort of almost yeah yeah. What do you think the Fincher spin is going to be? What yeah, do you yeah. Think the Fincher approach to this so type of movie is going to be the only cheating I could say that on this line. I've never heard people say that it's very like meticulous, like because like 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 Fincher likes to do. It's all like all the all the specific details of exactly how he's faking this and forging the passport or forging a key or something like that are are very carefully observed and which is why i think someone was like Mm. you it's actually really good to see it in a theater because you you can't be distracted there's so many details that like in terms of just like the visual language i'm just regurgitating sean fantasy basically but um (laughs) like like always (laughs) (laughs) like it's really good to see it um yeah yeah, with a lot of detail because it will be on netflix i believe actually the day this podcast comes out so look at that we are so topical Good for us. God. Yeah. That's that's incredible, actually. Podcast pros. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> but really yeah, thought about this. I do think <laughs> Fincher has a real 
like sense of humor about his like crime. Like I think Gone Girl, the more I think about that, I'm like, mm. that feels like a good comparison. Cause like that movie has such a wry tone to it, much more than the plot description would describe. What would make you think? So even seven is like sort of funny. Not really. But <laughs> and social network is. So I think it's gonna be somewhat funny. Which so this all just sounds absolute mm. like absolute catnip for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good. Well, well, we'll revisit your predictions so we... after you've seen the film. Yeah. Um, what do I think you're gonna? I do think you're gonna like it. I feel like you might have. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be five stars. Oh, interesting. Like it's not. I feel like you won't put it on the same level as Social Network, mm. but I think you'll have a good time, is what I right. feel. That's how I predict you specifically it's, as a person, <laughs> based on everything you've just said. I love it. I love um, it. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I'm not sure what you would give it on Letterboxd. Nice. But. I, I, I now I have to guess what you w- would have given it. Well, I think of it yeah what I've, what I've given it in my head i've not got a public letterbox review for this it's just i've watched it so. you're, just, you're just one of those people i mean i so mean secret th- this is i think there's a, there's a there's a growing war what there's a war coming what building anyway <laughs> between the people who <laughs> put stars and reviews on everything and the people who don't put stars yeah. in anything and yeah. i'm like I, I'm, I'm i'm beginning to hate the people who don't put stars in things. you know i understand their worldview i really do it's probably it's more yeah. mature, but I I, I, I they, do you think you're better than me, Phoebe? Yeah. <laughs> I try and give stars on a lot of them, but some of them I have to think about. Or sometimes I like I'm in a rush and I'm like I just need to remember that I've watched this. Yeah, and then I forget to go back. Fair. But I follow some people who are consistently no reviewers, no stars, mm. occasionally alike, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> tell me, tell me your thoughts. Exactly, tell this is feeling. social. I'm I'm here to connect with you. It's a social network. <laughs> it's a social network, which, as we all know, is a good thing <laughs> that helps society. <laughs> Never caused any bad <laughs> and evil in the world <laughs> ever. That's right. That's right. Um, um, so you, uh, I, I guess you would have given it four stars. But then again, like, because you, you, you don't always put stars on things. I don't know necessarily because to me, four stars is like very good. Like very, it's the most yeah. it's the most common rating for me. Like you know, you can see how sure. many things you yeah, rate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so it's very good. Three stars is like really good. Good. You can't possibly say it's bad, but I didn't necessarily love it. Um, and four stars is like yeah, amazing. Any any other films that you've seen recently that you would like to shout out or not shout out? Well, I'll just shout out one real quick. Um, and it was shortly after I after I saw you last. It was. I went and watched um, Mr. Martin Scorsese's. Uh, the, uh, me, I was about to say The Mean Streets. Jesus Christ, am I seventy years old? <laughs> me, I watched The Mean Streets. <laughs> mean Streets from nineteen seventy-three, the fifty-year anniversary. It was. Um, mm. You've heard of this film, I think. I have. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's. I, I watched it. It was. One, it was really like a, a, one of those that I watched. Um, uh, in my in my in my onslaught when I was like sixteen, of like let's watch all the great movies and I think I remember watching Taxi Driver and liking mm. it a lot more than I expected and being not expected but like just really really liking it and like let's do it let's do all the old Scorsese's and yeah Main Streets was there and I remember really enjoying it I mean I am the type of person who liked it particularly because of the Arctic Monkeys line like the beginning of Mean Streets you can be my baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get yeah. into Mean Streets because of that. <laughs> so well done, Alex Turner. <laughs> it's, um, I really recommend it if only if you're a fan of Scorsese, which I think, I think you and I are. You know, it's also like, of course, it is like Harvey Keitel is the main character, and Harvey Keitel is just so good in so many ways. He's, and it's almost like it almost makes sense that he the type has the type of career that he does because he's extremely famous and lauded, but like he's almost too interesting an actor to be like <laughs> super, 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 super in everything. Um, anyway, he's great. De Niro is playing a total psycho. I don't, I'm not really going to go into it, like my thoughts on that because I actually find his his psycho performance really irritating. It's I think that's the point. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but like he's so sure. I absolutely like I I hate him so much. I know some people think like zany <laughs> characters are like really lovable and usually I do too but this one is like oh I th- again I think that is side of the point of the movie yeah. that, like it's funny until it's not right but anyway um, I like to the weird thing is well, there's a lot of Sopranos people in it that's what that's funny a lot of the g- older people in the Sopranos are anyway but if you're a fan of that that's, that's kind of funny including um, mm. Richie Aprile who goes the jacket famously in Sopranos in that anyway and Melfi's husband as well anyway um it's it's a lot it's not necessarily experimental but there isn't there's sort of a plot but it's much it's much more loose um than i think one might expect and it's you could argue it's not really a gangster movie at all there are gangsters around but it's more of just like a slice of life neighborhood a few days in the neighborhood movie and there's all sorts of weird um asides Mm. and so on and there's a really great um pool fight pool hall fight scene that i'd heard a lot about recently in terms of people talking about like what the great scene, the underrated great scenes in Scorsese movies. And that was, it's true. Like he's like, he does the whole thing where like how it's filmed the way like fights really are. And that like, it's, it's not fun. You know I mean? like, it's really mm-hmm. sudden and really like completely unnecessary and like kind of actually like, it's, yeah. it just really captures the way that like people fighting in real life can turn from like kind of funny to like actually quite like scary and not cool and like just kind of pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's it's early yeah. on he's doing this thing where it's like, yeah, these guys are violent and they're criminals or they're criminal every now and then, but it's not cool. <laughs> so yeah, it was um it was very interesting. So I really recommend going to see that. And it's much more experimental than I expected. Anyway, that's a film mm. that I have seen since. Phoebe, your turn. <laughs> I rewatched as part of, you know, the late stage spooky season, I rewatched Silence of the Lambs. Um Very nice. Which which I which I have seen. I saw it as like a teenager, mm. um, but it was very nice to rewatch it, and it is it, it's very good. <laughs> like it is it is really fucking. And there's so many details I forgot about. Mm. Like I forgot the bit where um, he like touches her hand through the vase when he gives her the files back. It's just the the little detail shots in that movie are so like, mm. they're so creepy. And obviously the way all the men are shot and the way they all look into the camera is just so, mm. so unnerving. Mm. Like not even just Lecter, just like lots, like everyone in it mm-hmm. is, yeah, really. I mean, yeah, it's obviously it like won, it won the big five of the Oscars. It's one of three movies to do that. Mm. It's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Anthony Hopkins, man. What a man. He's incredible. What a man. He's incredible. He's just, it's, it's insane. Um, what a, what a crazy performance. And um, he elevates genre yeah. so well, right? I mean, because it is like, yeah. it's everything from a horror movie to a detective thriller. and all. It's very pulpy in its own way, but it's, he's bringing like an absolute A-list performance. You know I mean? You know, almost yeah. Shakespearean performance to it. It's just amazing. And Jodie's great yeah. too, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She is amazing. Um, and just because I watched Nyad recently as well, which is her most, right. most recent movie, it's very nice to go back and like. And I watched Taxi Driver the first time earlier this year, so it's had a bit of a Jodie Foster year mm-hmm. of the seminal, you know, performances. Um, so yeah, big love Jodie. What Brilliant. love that one? Carnage next. Um, right. Carnage she's next. That's that's in, she's incredible in that movie. They're like this is the four person. Mm. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah, but Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Good choice. Great. Good choice. Great. Real, Great. real Great like movie. And I just forgot how, how it like it is so tense. Like when she goes into the house by herself, is so, is so stressful. I forgot. It um, rubs the lotion on. But the perfect skin, amount of stress. The hose again. Yeah, no, it's the hose again. <laughs> so quotable. All of all of the good evening, Clarice. Yeah. is just so. He never blinks. Love, love the that. suit. Oh, the picture goes. Love the suit. <laughs> To, uh, so good. Anyway, <laughs> Toughens yeah. the nipples, good movie, doesn't good it? Good movie, good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movie. crazy. <laughs> I remember someone pointing that out. I don't think I'd even noticed that the first time. Because it's like, <laughs> Toughens the nipples, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Great, great choice. I, I might have to rewatch that. that was, that's a good one. That's a good one. Sounds I would recommend. Nice. I would recommend. Yeah, there we go. Right, so Nathaniel's going to go watch The Killer, and then we'll be back. Killer time. To talk about what we thought of it. Brilliant. And at time time of... a time to kill. Yeah, true. At time of publication, it will be available on Netflix. I know not everyone has Netflix, but you know, just saying. Or in theaters. So go and enjoy cinema. Cinema. (laughs) Right. See you in a bit. All right, well, lovely to talk to you, Phoebe. As always. Uh, And when we come back, we will have watched... I will have watched The Killer. Bang! The killer. <laughs> okay, Phoebe, this is uh we're all flipped around. So yeah, you're the expert. The Top cows. Yeah, I am the expert, having watched this film once. Um <laughs> <laughs> the same amount of times as you. Um yeah. well what did you, what did you think? Okay, well, I just oh. came from the theater, right? Okay, and uh, I was I was the only person there. <laughs> Huge, really? Room. Huge room, no one else there. Huh. And interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that was interesting. So I was free to like laugh and gasp as mm. loud as I pleased, which was nice. Um, first thing I was the the credits were just I actually like looked away for a second, and then they were basically half over. That was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, this movie, right? Like we went over. Do I enjoy spending time with virtually mute hitmen? Yes, I do. Yes. Of course I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after I watch movies like this, do I walk down the street sort of seeing if I could <laughs> try my hand at being sort of <laughs> coolly blending in? <laughs> looking, looking over, you know, just trying to, you know, be, be, be invisible. Because every movie has sure. this sort of like, I, you know, make, remember, remember not to, you know, be, um... Be visible, you know, but remember to, to blend in, remember to call no attention to yourself. Very good. Heat yeah. has a great bit about that. Anyway, uh, do I like the, so, so of course I love that. Do I like the elevated B movie, if that's a term? Yes, I love that stuff. I want more of that. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought this movie was bullshit. Really? I did not care for it. Interesting. And it was a really interesting uh, watch because I loved it, it, like a lot of movies like this that I that I, I have a lot of anticipation for, 
Of course, the beginning, I'm like, oh, so good. Oh, I'm loving it. Oh, I'm doing great. And then at a certain point, it just went south for me. And I didn't mm. like it very much. Mm. I think it's really interesting to talk, to talk about. Yeah. Um, because there's lots, I have lots of questions for you and, like, and for our audience and so on um, that we can't necessarily answer, but I think it's worth discussing. Um, but then on the other hand, like I'm also just like, it, it. I think to me it speaks to a lot of what I don't like about Fincher. Sure. Uh, which is, which is hilarious because like Social Network again, incredible. Um, but it's a lot of this. Is, I yeah, didn't like it. <laughs> so there we go. That's my answer. It's our first one. It's our first. It's our first. Oh, I didn't like it very much. There you go. We're mixing it up. We're mixing it up. I have lots I can say about it, but I mean, where, where do you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about how accurate what you, you thought it was going to be, <laughs> and how close that was. Yeah. Um. So law enforcement. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote. I wrote down. I went back and checked my own thing. Oh, so here's what oh, I said. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I said Michael Fassbender. He is a hitman who kills yes. people in Europe. I was yeah. correct at the beginning. You anyway. were right. Uh, he's assigned yeah. to murder someone who has no conflicted emotions about killing, but then during the hit, he starts to have conflicted thoughts, and it doesn't go right. So he has to pick up the pieces, and maybe somewhere along the way, he grows something of a conscience and realizes maybe he shouldn't be hitting as many men as his job would suggest. He does B movie, very simple. Maybe even one day or one assignment beginning to end ends with him narrowly avoiding the authorities apprehending him, but then someone who he's wronged in the past or in recent memory shoots him and he dies. Yeah, more or less completely wrong. <laughs> 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 That's okay. I'm not ashamed. That's okay. That's yeah. all right. How are you to know? You're not seeing the film. How was I to know? I thought. I mean, um, I, I got the, I got the, uh, I got the one assignment. I got that part. Yeah. But I think usually these movies almost always start with one hit that goes well, and then you have the main plot hit. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, sure, this is going to yeah. be a different type of thing. It's all just one. Anyway. Mm. Interesting. So I said you. I thought you were going to enjoy it, and I was wrong. Isn't that um, awful when, when someone's like, oh, you like this? And I go, well, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, on did, paper, absolutely. Yeah. I thought on paper it would be up your up your alley. And I will say watching it in a very full cinema, so I kind of mm. had the opposite, and a big cinema, did increase my enjoyment of it, is what mm. I would... Because there are moments where, like... There's a moment, for example, where he pulls out cheese grater in the middle of the fight. The, the, the big fight. And mm-hmm. I, I can see by the look of your face that you thought that was stupid. Um, but everyone in the cinema laughs. It's kind of like, ah, the joy of cinema. We're all, we're mm-hmm. all doing this together. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, first thing I want to say, big spoilers. Big spoilers ahead. So I think, oh, yes. I think we should Sorry. just straight up say, no, no, no. Because, I mean, all the other movies we've watched, people have 10 years yeah. or more you're right. to no, watch you're it. Right. Now it's like, Important. this is brand new. Don't yeah. listen to this. Go and watch the movie. I think it's worth yeah. watching. Yeah. Eh, do I? <laughs> if you're interested, we're going to be yeah. discussing it. If you're not interested, I, then listen to this and spoilers, you know, you'll get over it, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think. Anyway, sorry, you were saying just just the cheese grater I, to discuss it. I have to spoil quite a lot of the plot. Yes, but of course. Of course. Please go ahead. Um, so, you know, that is that's maybe something that so I. I didn't think it was brilliant. I didn't. I wasn't like, wow, what a movie. And especially now we're watching all these classic, amazing movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, my, I feel like my... Because mm. my reference point is constantly shifting. Mm. I, I go back and I, like, reevaluate constantly. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I, I don't know, It's maybe I shouldn't do that. And maybe I should try and just be authentic to my experience in the moment. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. 
you know, I've not seen any of these other sort of, I mean, I've seen Drive, which isn't, he's not a hitman, but he kind of, it's that similar vibe yeah. Yeah, of yeah. the silent criminal mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've not seen these other hitman movies. So maybe mm-hmm. if I'd seen those, I would be like, ah, this is just another version of that, but not successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I thought like the revenge aspect was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I did, at the beginning, I was like, oh no (laughs) at the beginning i was like this i don't know if this is i'm going to enjoy this and then i actually kind of got into it so i maybe Mm. we've had the reverse experience there as well but i like that there wasn't like a tragic backstory for him i liked that we're not going into like wow the nefarious dealings of rich people they just exist it people use hitman it's a thing we don't know why it just happens like i liked that Mm. aspect of it um and uh, yeah, like you said in, in before about, you know, the details of it being important or, you know, he's got his little heart rate monitor and his routine. He does his yoga and he, mm-hmm. li- the listening to the Smiths, not really a fan of, to be honest with you. I got thoughts um, on that. We'll go, we'll yeah. go over it. <laughs> um, but I, I like got, I got into it and I, I didn't, I wouldn't mm-hmm. say I had a bad time, um, mm-hmm. but it didn't blow me away. And obviously mm-hmm. now having seen Social Network, like this is, you know, in terms of Fincher, this uh, Social network is much higher in my esteem this is I, th- I think this film is fairly forgettable is what i would say and like will not go like go down in the annals of history the way the social network does mm. and has mm-hmm. um yeah so that's that's kind of my my thoughts on it i didn't give it a rating on letterboxd when i saw it because i was hovering between like i was in that kind of like weird three and a half sort yeah, of zone yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. and i'm still trying to figure out what that means to me as yeah. a as a rarely new letterbox user <laughs> um yeah, yeah. so i'm in that sort of sure i can't say i had a bad time but i can't say i loved it you know yeah no of course but then i, and, I saw and, a lot of stuff at the festival that i then didn't like so it also course, yeah. because i was seeing so many films close together that i thought were less good than that i think that also probably bumped it in my estimation so sure. yeah it's a long-winded way of saying what i thought about it <laughs> No, 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 and and we should we should go into it more. Um, I think like the I think the um, what you're just saying about the festival is in itself a great microcosm of a larger thing about this that we've been so starved of movies that aren't excruciatingly over expositional that this mm. this is very refreshing that they don't treat you like an idiot, you know, which yeah. I like. They definitely yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. you know. I mean, in that sense, that's that's great because Fincher doesn't do that, which is good. Um, and I'm glad they let him do that. Um, so in that sense, thumbs up. To that aspect. Uh, I yeah. think, I think, I mean, where should we begin? I just, <laughs> I just. <laughs> Do we want to begin uh, with the, with the horrific product placement in this film? That hello, is... I wrote that down. Now, and here's yeah, that... the thing. Here's the thing. I want to, I want to bracket this a lot. Okay. Get money for your movie. Get money for your movie. No, no, no. It's but... even, even broader than that. I think every, it's Fincher. So literally everything is intentional. Okay. Everything. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so I, I am fully like, I think even his partnership with Netflix has its own meta awareness that is quite admirable in its own way. I think he, I think he's just, he's an extremely smart man. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that some of the defense or that some of the praises and sort of defenses of this movie have, have, have really foregrounded the idea that this is self-referential in the sense that he is such a clinical artist Right. Mm. That there's somewhat of a he's sort of looking he's interested in this project because it's sort of a joke about like 
you know the the type of the type of like um meticulous almost boring uh, boring like he describes it which is quite funny at the beginning again i like that maybe you didn't <laughs> um aspects of this is is sort of like what it's like being on his film sets right that like being so mm. dedicated and this idea that like I, I see what's what they're doing. And I thought it was clever with a capital C uh, to repeat the mantra over and over again and have it mean less and less every single time. Like, it's very smart. It's very clever. Yeah. Who the hell am I to criticize that? Because all my things are smart ass. You know what I mean? and, often, <laughs> and often a little alienating and a little, you know, oh, you know, clap, clap, David. Well done. You know, it's all just it's all perfect. Right. So I think that he's very intentional to have, I mean, I wrote them down. It was like the spoken references include Airbnb, McDonald's, Haagen-Dazs, Wordle, Bitcoin, and Postmates, among others. And then just very, very clearly shown, but not spoken, where WeWork, Kia, Acer, Amazon, and Equinox, right? So it's just very, very obvious, like, bam, bam, bam. Um, and, and many other ones. I, I do think it's intentional because I think this movie, among others, one of the things I want to ask you about is very, very intentionally setting itself in the real world. This is in no way sure. heightened. Yeah. It's not, yeah, there's no Kung Fu. There's no ancient spell. There's no nothing. It's completely real. Um, mm-hmm. It's chronological order, like, you know. And so, I don't know. I mean, because obviously theater does that a lot. Theater, I think, especially modern theater, which one of us, I'm a little bored by it. Um, that like every other line has a reference to something that we all are familiar with. Sometimes that's yeah. intentional. Sometimes that's just lazy, laziness manifest, you know, but sometimes I think it's, it's, it, it goes along. It is helpful because it's part of the point that we're in the real world. What do you think about those? I mean, do you find those, I mean, I mean, if it's intentional, not just product placement. Yeah. Do you find those interesting? Do you find it almost distracting? I mean, I guess there's something to be said of like, wow, hitmen are just like us. They use Amazon. Mm. Right, I guess, sure. but 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 also it does just it really for me personally takes me out of it in a way, mm-hmm. because like every time they were closing the door, I was just looking at the WeWork logo and I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, funny. I guess that they're using like a closed down WeWork. That that I guess that's that that's probably what maybe hit people hit men do. I don't know, like hit people. <laughs> I'm sure we woke. Okay, people who um, perform hits. Excuse me. <laughs> exactly, um, people with guns. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I just, but I, but then I'm just thinking product placement in my head. I'm not thinking, wow, this is so real, you know? And I don't know, I, I prefer things that are like, obviously I like things to be grounded and feel like they're realistic, but I have a preference for things that are heightened and are yeah. like yeah. taking the most, the bits of life that are the most naturally dramatic mm-hmm. and then like pushing them to the, to a tatten. Mm-hmm. And also then it just means when you, if you're watching this film in like 50 years, which you probably won't be, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, um, like, because oh, also the way w- the world changes so quickly now and the way, com- like, like well, we work 10 years ago. Like, what is that? No. Like, that didn't exist. I'm not saying that's a bad, you know, and then maybe, okay, it's just a film set in 2022 or 2023, whatever. That's fine. But I don't know. I, yeah, I just, and yeah. I, I guess maybe they, the fact that they at least try to integrate the amazon stuff into the plot like isn't it funny that you can order this half this shit on amazon yeah, and like yeah. break into people's it is funny like and i do i do appreciate that um yeah i don't know i was kind of just a bit like uh and that to me just also felt like a consequence of his working with netflix is like you've mm. gotta it kind of it felt like connected to that i don't know as mm. in like you've got to get your sponsor and you've got to do this if it's going to go on streaming um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I I think it's intentional. 
I mean, I, obviously, it's, yeah. it's it's win-win because they will they sponsor it. I mean, I don't know if yeah. WeWork would have sponsored that. Do you know what I mean? In the sense yeah. of like, or Airbnb. I mean, I, I think it's funny. I think it's meant to be funny. And I think, I mean, sure. I mean, you're right about WeWork and Airbnb and so on. But like McDonald's and 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 um, um, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Hagendas and others have been around for decades. Do you know what I mean? Like like yeah, and that idea, true. you know, still like cars and so on. Um, I think I think it just placed you placed us in the in the real world in a way that was part of the point i think you know yeah. i think you know of like yeah, uh yeah these are all it's hilariously sort of mundane in their in, yeah. in their mind i didn't find it very funny um because yeah. I, I guess I, I guess i just think the point is moot like it's great yeah. you know what i mean like very clever um speaking of moot points i thought the smith thing was interesting because in, in the exact same way there's a huge because so so for everyone who didn't notice, <laughs> no way you couldn't have, um, or to, hasn't seen it and just listening to this because they're not gonna see it, which is fine. Um, <laughs> the Smiths is I think every single song right is is a Smith song. Yeah, and I'm like, look, I think a lot. I put a lot of thought into wh- who, how music is used in relationship to the characters who decide to listen to it or play it or or it's playing beside right. And this is clearly one of the mm-hmm. same like the same approach where like it is his character playing the Smiths, right? I think there's a version, there's you could probably have an argument that there's a knowing wink to like the moral complexity and sort of um, unsavory cherry picking of personal politics as relates to the Smiths. Like the idea mm-hmm. that Morrissey's like very dodgy, flirting with the right wing, flirting with anti-immigration, flirting with uh, wanting Nigel Farage to be prime minister. Um, and yet people still enjoying his music is in itself sort of parallel with people like the killer, like being so affronted that someone would commit violence against him, you know? And sure, so he, yeah. he commit, you know, he commit, starts this mission of revenge thinking that he's, he, his, his meticulous worldview is justifying everything he's doing. And of course, like that was a movie makes painstakingly clear. It's not, in fact, he's not even good at it outside of what he's told to do. Right. Um, which is like, again, capital C clever. I mean, I think, I think, um, there's some anecdote where I think it was Stephen Fry was like, you know, wrote something or, 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 you know, pitched some, something and some, and I think it was at school and his professor was like, Fry, you're very clever. I don't mean that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And again, you could probably say this about everything I do. So yeah, I'm probably a huge hypocrite, but like, uh, I just, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was, I, I think I just, I object to the idea of like actually putting that much money in the Smith's pocket to make that point. I, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So true. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, um, realistically, that's what happened and it's not worth it or there was no yeah. point and they were just playing it and it's like, okay, well then, then fuck that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Didn't like that. And also it just like, it doesn't actually... I mean, I'm sure, you know, Finch had, had reason between, with each song that he was picking for each moment, but that sure. reasoning to me was not apparent, like, because it all, you know, the Smiths all has a sort of sip, quite similar vibe. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could say, okay, the lyrics are saying something or whatever, but... Eh, like, eh, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say... Like, I think it started to fall off when he actually, when the when he starts to actually put together the, the hit, the hit when the guy's about, when he like, it's a t- when it's time to shoot the guy and they're playing the song and it's like cutting between it in his head, headphones oh, and, yeah. play, and playing. Oh yeah, yeah. That's when I started to be like, 
this is one of those like clever movies, like very clever, yeah. like clever to the point of being like exhausting. Like, look how smart we are. Look how much. And like, again, there's loads of people who I greatly respect who are going to absolutely love this. Certain mm-hmm. podcasts are going to absolutely eat this up and speak for an <laughs> hour and 43 minutes about how genius it is. And they're, it's their right to do that. I don't agree. <laughs> I just, sure. I don't think it's that, it's that impressive to, to put this up together. Cause like, I didn't feel surprised at all. Yeah. I didn't feel, I mean, to be fair, I've seen 2,700 movies. So maybe that's, maybe that's, I'm coming from a bad position. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't romanced by it. I wasn't, I wasn't interested. I wasn't interested in what the hell happened. And the thing is, I also, as someone who's starting to do some screenwriting, I'm aware of how frustrating it is and how rote it is to be like, oh, the character has to be sympathetic or you have to want him. You have to want whatever. And obviously many of the great works of screen in the last 50 years have been, uh, starting basically in the seventies have been unsympathetic characters. You're you're somehow interested, right? So I get Mm -hmm. that it's sort of in that vein. Um, but you know, I, I, I mean, this is maybe something we could talk about next, but like, I kept thinking about drive, right. Where to be fair, like his character is a getaway driver. So he's a perfect example of someone who's involved, but isn't necessarily like violent or abusive in any way. Um, mm. he's just skilled, right. I guess that's the whole point. Um, but I was thinking of that and that, like, the, you know, this mute, um, beautiful criminal <laughs> who lives by night is just, okay. I, okay, I have two big, I have two big thoughts. Mm-hmm. remaining two big initial thoughts yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah these are my initial thoughts these are these are very initial these just you know these yeah. just we just watched it um where, where do you want to go next i have thoughts about drive i have thoughts about my biggest problem with the movie and i have one note of praise but maybe we can come back to that over flip it i want to think we can do a compliment sandwich you know start <laughs> fairly nice be horrible in the middle and then end with something nice that's great. the way to do it great um no keep great. talking about drive because you're already talking about drive yeah. Well, I just, I mean, I think, um, like I basically just said it all, but I mean, like, I think, I think <laughs> I'm just, again, the whole thing is such an exercise in self-reference. Mm-hmm. Okay. So to me, it's either a, it's either a somewhat boring, uh, hype man movie. Right. But it's David Fincher. So there's something else going on. There's always something else going on, which is, which is great. Like, I'm, I'm glad that there is. I just think this particular one doesn't move me in any way. So sure. The idea of like, so I write this, this is my sort of film school take as well. It's self-referential, self-referential, self-parodying, it's extended parallel with being a clinically perfect artisan and artist. But to quote the protagonist, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this isn't to say I don't enjoy self-reference. And to be fair, I enjoyed that that quote. I, the, the difference between me is I don't give a fuck. Good, clever. Sort of what we what we will talk about in future episodes in Casablanca. Haha, <laughs> we recorded it out of order. <laughs> um... <laughs> Don't, care, uh, I, don't let them behind the curtain of uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh god, oh god, no. Uh, just kidding. We're in the I, as, as, as I assume we will discuss it, <laughs> like, which you haven't seen yet. Um, it's um it's uh you know, it's a good like exercise in how being like an amoral, I don't give a fuck person is uh is a mess. Right? You know what I mean? And is uh mm. much is much more disappointing and and empty and lame um than than people think i like that i like that about the killer yeah. sure it's a, it's a couple of sandwich. anyway but it's not that i don't enjoy self-reference brian de palma is one of my favorite directors and he's basically just been referencing himself since 1993 at this point um but he's lots and lots of fun with distinct doses of intelligence whereas to me fincher is all whip smart it's all beautifully clinically perfect 
and pristine. He does hundreds of takes to get everything right. Um, it's so wry, even when it's quote unquote fun, it's so wry that it's impenetrable to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably never, there's so many of his movies, which I won't spoil in case we come back to them, which we probably will at some point, that I'll probably never really love. Mm-hmm. Because I, 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 they don't, they don't move my soul at all. Like nothing, you know, because um, he's always so many steps ahead of us, right? That I, something about it, maybe because I'm, maybe I'm jealous, but like, you know, <laughs> and again, like this, this film, again, I can feel it with every criticism I make being like, oh, that was the point of the movie. And I'm like, like, that's almost, that is my problem with it. That it's so far ahead of me. I, I don't know. I come back to, I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah. But that's. So to me, it was like, whereas, again, just to put it quickly, like Drive, which is a totally different movie, kind of silly to compare them, but Drive is so much more romantic, really, and about, Mm. you know, trying to change his criminal lifestyle because he learns about other people, you know, (laughs) whereas in this one, he just, I don't know, he takes all the wrong lessons. It's all a big metaphor, I think, Uh, and even if it isn't, so fucking what? But I'll come back (laughs) to my big point. What do you think, Phoebe? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i like yeah i don't, and even if it is just like a a, a run-of-the-mill um, movie it's not that there's not loads of action in it like mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like if you just wanted a film that was people getting shot people do get shot don't people do get killed don't get me wrong but like there's one big fight sequence with the guy in the house which the is brute. like brilliant the brute yes yeah, sorry which is pretty entertaining. Like, I thought I was I had a nice time, you know. Feed the dog poison meat, sure. Um, but, like, even if you were just looking... I don't know. It was... I, I had a level of engagement because I was a little bit more what's going to happen next and is he going to kill everyone or is he going to do the learning the lesson thing? And so I, I was a bit more engaged on that on that front. And again, because I haven't seen movies like this. Mm. That's probably a thing as well. I'm not aware of like the tropes that exist within this sort of this type of movie. Um, mm. Is is it doing anything new with any of the tropes of those movies, or is it is it riffing on any of that, or is it just like the same? I mean, I have one big, I have one big thought that I'm gonna really hope was intentional. Um, on that point, okay. But it also answers your question. Um, no. <laughs> you know? But I, again, I think that's part of the point. It's part of the exercise in just doing the genre again. Um, mm-hmm. Updating real classics like Murder by Contract and, and other just like from like the 40s. When, you know, just go in like the lineup and all these movies where there's just these characters who are just, that is their whole life. You know, they kill people and they have some sort of code that not only makes it justifiable to them, but also makes it makes them think they don't even have to justify it. Right. And and that this is, this is regular. Um, I think, you know, there's a level in which the killer is a very, again, a very clever, (laughs) um, critique of capitalism, of, of self-righteous white men, um, of the general idea that like living by a code means that code must be, Right, you know what I mean. Which, mm. again, is 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 literally hammered over and over and over and over again. And and again, a clever with a capital C device where he repeats the mantra over and over, and every time a different line stands out as being not what he's doing. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. never divert from this and always do this and whatever. 
Um, and I, I think there's a there's a there's a sort of a, a, a useful, valuable point or 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 lesson or rumination in there about how harebrained it is to be like this is the only way I'm going to live. Um, particularly the capitalist idea of like crushing other people is justifiable and good and means that I'm smart, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that's awful and, you know, great. Um, like good point. I just, I think they just hammered the hell out of it. And, and like, I think it's intentional, but every single person who dies is not a white man. Do you notice that? Ah, oh, interesting. So everyone in between white Michael Fassbender yeah. and white billionaire who's sort of all is either black or Latino or a woman, mm. right? And they all get murdered in brutal, horrifyingly brutal, cold, heartless fashion. Um, mm. Which I started to notice after about three, that I was like, hmm. <laughs> Is that a very capital C clever point about how the people who suffer while, you know, self-righteous white men, like the killer in this case, want to feel good about themselves, want to feel justified in protecting their also non-white um, girlfriends who've just been abused by the system. Oh, genius. We'll make a point about how the real victims are the non-hegemonic people. Ah, no one's made that point before. <laughs> so, A, people have. B, yes, fine. Use your power, use your influence to make this point. Um, again, maybe they weren't making this point, but in which case... Well, fuck you, <laughs> you know? Mm. But I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. Because um, to have six different deaths and all of them are not, and, yeah. but then the perpetrator and the ultimate target are both white men, I think is, who are both rich white men, very rich white men, do you know what I mean? Mm. And they, they call attention mm. many times to the fact that he has tons of money, he's, ton, he's, he's, he's doing extremely well. Yeah. So all this is the self-righteous, I need to make myself feel... Like, I have security and that I can protect my woman even after the fact, right? Mm. Um, again, capital C, clever. But it's a dusty, labored point that, mm. frankly, I think most people aren't going to notice. <laughs> um, and even if they do, empty point. Great. Yeah. Again, it's the same thing. You just put millions in, or you just put hundreds of thousands in this pockets of the Smiths. You've just spent millions to make this point. For what? Mm-hmm. Great. Everyone who's affected by it already knows. You know. Um, so yeah, that 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 really it doesn't necessarily bother me that they did it. I just I'd really like to know what their thought process was. And whether they actually think that it, that was like, that's a clever point to make about the world. Cause I, uh, mm. I don't think it is, <laughs> or if it is, it's like, it's, it's, it's high school level. It's college. It's freshman year level. Pat yourself on the back. Wow. What if the real victims again are, are the victims of privilege? You know, it's like, yeah, cool. Thanks, David. That's <laughs> like, thanks for making that point. Like, ugh. What do you think it was all about? What do you think it was all about for you? What do you think that movie was all really going for? I mean, that's the thing. Like, coming out of it, I was I was not thinking about what it was all about. I Like, to me, mm. I was not really... I just was like, oh, it's a movie about a guy killing people. Like, may, okay, maybe it's about, um, you know, 
maybe it's about revenge and if revenge is right and if you know like who gets to kill who and all of mm. that stuff but it wasn't i didn't particularly feel it was saying it was saying much to be mm. honest like i mm. was like is this just a film for like if for the bros i don't know like yeah. is this a finch and that's got a bit of violence in it and mm. has michael fassbender in it. i don't know like i wasn't which is not necessarily not really a good thing in my books of like Mm. I didn't come out and think about it very hard. Right. I mean, if, if it was made by Chad Stahelski, who did all the John Wick, John Wick movies, or David Leach, by the way, I, mm. both of whom I respect, actually, particularly David Leach, because he's done more of the sort of journeyman, like, paycheck movie. But just being mm. with Chad Stahelski, I would have been like, doesn't have to say anything. It really doesn't. If it's just an exercise mm. in, let's do the B movie, let's do this, let's do that. It doesn't, you know? And, and I don't want people walking away being like, Wow, Nathaniel thinks every movie has to has to has to basically win a Nobel Prize for literature, or you know, or be a great or a great critical theory text. That's not at all true. John Wick Four is by far my favorite film of the year, <laughs> like, <laughs> by far. I thought that during the fight sequence, I was like, doesn't fucking hold a candle to a single fucking <laughs> second. Like not even close. Um, however, it's Fincher, and Fincher is such a a, a gifted craftsman. And and sort of up himself, um, like director. Would I love to? You know, would, would you know? Do I admire him immensely? Yes. Is he somewhat genius visually? Yes. Like you know, like I, I think he's great. But but I think this him dedicating his talents to something like this must mean he sees something worth saying, quote unquote, or something like you know. I don't know. I just. If it's all self-reference, fine. But then why is literally every character who dies horrifically? you know, as I mentioned, I just, uh, I don't know. I think, I think it, it couldn't, it both couldn't decide what it was or if it did decide on what it was, it's such a, a, a dusty point of view, which I don't expect from any of these people, which is why yeah. it's so irritating to yeah, me. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of, um, of Fassbender? He's not been on the screen in a long time. No. He's yeah. And he was driving cars in Portugal, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, Unclear. is he? Are he and Fakander um, actually married? They are, right? I don't know if they're married. Um, oh, they're together. Well, they well, they might be. I don't I actually oh. don't know. Um, yeah, fair. But they live in. I think they live in Lisbon or something too. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a he's a handsome boy, isn't he? Yeah, very. I again, I like the beginning very much. I like the sort of, oh my god, how boring is this job? <laughs> like, there's yeah. something very something very funny about. It. And like, I thought about that a lot as a setting for a play, a hitman waiting at a window. Um, it's it's like the um, what's it called? The pin to play. Sure. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. The dumb waiter. The dumb waiter. It's that. Yeah. It's kind of the mundanity of just sitting around waiting to be sure. told what to do. Yeah. I think there's also another play that actually Jenny that is set as a sniper looking out a window. Um, but I had the idea first <laughs> before I heard of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the dumb waiter and, and in Bruges and, and there's lots of movies that make this, make this point. But I thought, you know, Fincher was, I thought I liked it. You know, I liked the general idea of like, just quite how boring it is. And, and that this guy has a, I just, yeah, he was, what do you think of Michael? Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't, it wasn't a film of like amazing performances. I mean, mostly cause they're just like random people end up dead. Yeah who are there for five minutes and like, I mean, he's got quite, I guess he's got quite a, is enigmatic the right word? He's got, he, he's good at doing the, the kind of blank face, but obviously the whole bit is him like not really saying anything. Like deliberately when he checks in at airports or gets his car, he doesn't say sure. anything to the people. Yeah. So no one can like remember his voice is like the whole mm, mm, 
is the whole thing. So in a way, I'm like, there's not loads to comment on. <laughs> Other yeah. than, like, well, there's, there's a lot of narration and there's a lot mm. of, like, holding it, holding it in, I guess. Well, so I, I was thinking, so when, when I started to think the same thing of, like, when, I mean, it is what it is. They, they understood the assignment, I think. Mm. that they're giving themselves i think you know but you know the tilda swinton scene for instance is it was interesting mm. i was like his his face during that is very compelling because he's just a vision of you know hate and violence right and she and like mm. and it has the i'm sure a lot of that is so powerful because of her reaction because she's so instantly like okay like, <laughs> you know yeah. yeah yeah which is great yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I that was great like um uh, by the way, I don't think I've ever seen Tilda Swinton drive a car on screen before. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just a normal environment. It's so weird. Um, <laughs> um, so I was like, that that was the closest it came to be like, oh yeah, nice like character, whatever. But again, like, do you think we're supposed to sympathize with his journey? That he's like a wronged man who's taking, you know, who is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't... That's yeah. the thing I was like, am I supposed to think this is right? Uh, I mean, this probably leads us on to our to our flip it section. Yeah. Um. So we could take a quick break. And we could take a quick break, it. and then if you let's say you like the movie and you want to hear something good about it, we will say that. <laughs> we will do that very shortly. <laughs> we're back we're back we're just back. kidding i loved it I thought it, was, I thought it was so good <laughs> plot twist um yeah because okay. what i was saying before is may you know yeah. maybe i think you know what in terms of are you supposed to sympathize with him and are you supposed to uh-huh. i guess maybe you could argue that you go on this journey with him of him just being like i don't give a fuck whatever and then the power of love or something makes him go on this revenge journey but then he realizes that actually killing people isn't good even if you know you get paid lots of money to do it like is that an option do you think is that part of it is it or is that way too like conventional well i mean like right well i mean i mean i think one interesting aspect is this idea of like the few and the many so when it's where I get the idea that this is all, you know, a, a, a capitalism point, right? Because like, he's like the, um, if by any cost be one of the few, not the many. And then at the very, very end, he says, be like me. I'm, you'll be like me. I'm, I'm one of the many. Right. And, and, and I think in that sense, it's a, it's him realizing that he's a pawn and has always been a pawn. Yeah. And to that extent, you know, sure. That's a lesson. I think art is very welcome and honorable to make. Um, mm-hmm. in the modern world to be like, haha, you think again, like I might talk about next week when we check out Casablanca, uh, <laughs> you know, being a, being a, being intent celebrating your role as a cog in a machine is absolutely insane. You know, like as a matter yeah. of necessity, sure. But to say that this is somehow honorable or somehow morally acceptable is wrong. Um, so in that, or it's just incorrect. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like you are, they will throw you away. Like, yesterday's jam if you uh it's <laughs> quite the it crowd if you um if they don't need you anymore and that's the whole point mm-hmm. that's the whole arc of his character so to that degree yeah that's a good point i guess <laughs> <laughs> i just think the movie wastes two hours 
watching carnage be leveled upon women and non-white people to make that point. And again, I, I you know, I'm not the first person to be like, movies should be more woke. I'm really not. <laughs> but this is the type of thing that does get my honkers up and being like, this is, this is he could have spent this money on anything. Yeah. Uh, and if you guys, if, if these people think this is a genius point or a genius thing, like it's not, it's not, if you ask me. Sorry, no, we're supposed to be positive. Um, <laughs> going so well uh, the one thing i really genuinely liked was the um glass on the doorknob and then the metal tray underneath it in what bit so when he's when he's first screwed up the job and he goes and he fakes his hotel he fakes his flights and stuff and then he goes back to his hotel and he sits in the chair with a knife uh, and goes, so when he's sleeping if the door handle would move the glass would hit the thing that's great I love that. Yeah. I love like that yeah. specific use of, of random household items. It's like in, uh, yeah. in from Russian with love. Connery pulls, um, as bond pulls uh, one of his hairs out and like wets it and puts it over the door so that you can tell if someone's come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think the detail of it is some of the strongest stuff. I mean, mm. even, you know, like him just like taking a phone call and then crushing the phone every time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, just quite fun to see someone step on a phone and just be like, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. care. Like sure. that's, you know, I, I enjoy those yeah. elements of it. And yeah, like the thing of him never speaking and also like the paranoia of um, when he sees that guy getting on the flight with him and he changes his flights. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you don't, yeah, and you don't know if he's, if he's no, a, yeah. if he's a, if he's an actual threat or he's just paranoid mm. or like what's mm-hmm. going on. And the, that insight into the lifestyle and to, you know, because often, like, you think of, like, I don't know, when you see, I don't know, if you see James Bond movies where people are, what's the word? No, minions. Like, what's Henchmen. You know what I mean? Henchmen, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just very, obviously, one-dimensional. So, I mean, I guess that's why the Hitman genre is so interesting, because, mm-hmm. you know, they're this anonymous person. You get to see who they are. So, mm-hmm. in that sense, it, it I I enjoyed... I enjoyed those aspects of it, the detail yeah. of that. Um, I'd say to your question earlier, like this could be a positive thing and that like they, it in in some ways it's also like, I think paying tribute to a lot of the tropes. So mm-hmm. again, the wordless hitman has been around for ages, most famously La Samurai, which is, you know, the Jean-Pierre Wilbur movie, which is my probably, probably I think the best film, the, my bet, the best favorite movie of mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's, <laughs> Absolutely marvelous. Um, some some reference. There are some overt references to it. Like some, there's a shot where he gets on the bridge in Paris, and like I think I don't know if it's exact same bridge, but it's a very famous, the one of the most famous shots from Le Samurai is him on a bridge, and it's the same thing where like the guy who he's supposed to be getting money from suddenly tries to shoot him, and it's all like ah, oh, like suddenly like the 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 really like quietness of the movie just explodes, and you're like oh no, they've turned on him, you know. Not yeah. really a spoiler. It's pretty obvious it's gonna happen. <laughs> And like the and like you know again having seen a lot of these movies pulling out the the sim card and crushing the phone is they, they do it every single time you know they yeah. do that and yeah. the, the 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 looking through the lens at different people they do that every single time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, even the even the someone comes in and they're thinking of shooting them and then they don't that's it they do that's happened like twenty times I yeah. think again Fincher's no snow fool I think it's all a sort of we've been here a billion times. Let's do it. Let's do it one more time with feeling, you know. Yeah. I think that I haven't actually seen it, but there's a film by Anton Anton Corbine, who's also a photographer, 
called The American with George Clooney. Um, it's from 2010. Some people, that was, you know, 13 years ago that people were saying, oh, this is another Le Samurai, you know, and, and uh, I think uh, Abiri, Bill Jabiri, who's a writer for Vulture, who's a brilliant writer, used to write for The Village Voice, um, he read, he wrote an amazing review of The Killer that I fully agree with because he doesn't, didn't like it very much. Um, <laughs> but he's like, the American is basically George Clooney putting together a gun for two hours. Like, it's, 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 it's boring. Like, but, but some people say it's very beautifully boring. I think he said it was sensuous. You know, it, like it's, it, it, the meticulousness is not played for laughs. It's, it's played as like, uh, like a, like, like a samurai, you know, like, like this idea of this is a, a really a code and it may not be honorable, but it is a way of honorable, but it may, but it is a way of, of living for certain people. I don't know. I haven't seen the American. I can't say whether the killer should or should not be more like that, but many, many movies have done this. Uh, mm-hmm. it's Ghost Dog is Jim Jarmusch's movie that is literally called The Way of the Samurai. Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, which is basically a remake. <laughs> so, you know, it's been done many, many times. I just think this one, I, yeah, I, sorry, I'm supposed to be saying it's good. Yes, so there's a nice idea that it's like, hey, this is actually a genre that maybe deserves a bit more credit. I mean, I think Steven Soderbergh made the film The Good German 2006, mm-hmm. sort of as a tribute to film noir. Like, let's just mm-hmm. do another one. I don't think people thought, I again, haven't seen that one, but I don't think people thought it was very good. But it was like, yeah, I see what you're doing. Of like, sure, these movies are like a big part of whatever. So, tip of the hat. Um, and again, like that's, but that's also sort of La La Land, right? Of like, let's just make another one of these, almost just to make the point that this type of genre is cool, not necessarily yeah. to update or say much new. Um, so I'm not necessarily against it. I mean, I've certainly written my share of noir treatments and stories just for the sake of. And actually, yeah, sometimes yeah. when I'm writing them. And it starts to veer into like issue territory. I'm like, actually, no. Like, Nathaniel, stop it. Like, it's thinking about the crime. Like, I don't want it to be about <laughs> minstrelsy. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever. Like, it can it can be in there. And the best ones usually is in there somewhere. But if it's on the surface, yeah. sorry. This is just to say that's my a nice point. Good job, the killer, <laughs> for reminding us that this genre not only exists but is is a, a, a good bit of fun. When it's done in an interesting way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the whole, like, the whole idea of, like, oh, he's collecting, you know, all these tools. How they're each, how's each one going to be used? That's kind of funny. Like, that's kind of fun, I guess. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Have you, do you know anything about the comic book? Because it's based I on a, a, graf- a graphic novel or comic book, isn't it? I know it's French. Okay. Which I probably explains a little bit of this. <laughs> existentialism um mm, and it's from a we, while ago i think it's from at least 20 years ago interesting because i was yeah. i was like trying to think while i was watching it like does this look like a comic book is it playing tribute paying mm, tribute to the mm. to the source material in an interest i thought the opening credit sequence was quite fun like mm. the the an, kind of sort of animation of mm-hmm. him murdering people in lots of different ways mm-hmm. and the music mm-hmm. was quite cool and it, it was very obviously very graphic and i think it was trying to pay tribute to its source material there mm. I, I enjoyed that aspect of it um yeah i guess the, the biggest comic book thing is the idea of the narration like i could really imagine them being boxes yeah, little boxes each. yeah yeah definitely and also obviously the chapters like where it, it mm. goes victim to mm. victim and they've all got a name and there's it's a different location every time um mm. which i guess is i guess is an interesting way of structuring it yeah what's your relationship with with uh, with graphic novels phoebe um i can't say very extensive (laughs) i can't say i've already Mm. i wasn't yeah i feel like comics aren't really i mean they're obviously much less of a thing now but as a 
as like I feel like quite an American thing. Oh, interesting. Well, I don't know, but like, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, (laughs) I mean, yeah, of course. Um, but I mean, I read the fucking, the Beano when I was a kid. I was quite a big Beano fan. No, but I mean, I mean, I mean, okay, I I really, I'm going to sound like one of these people, but like not comics, like graphic novels, like ones that are like Mouse and Persepolis and ones that are not for No, I have, I have, (laughs) I have no, I have really no relationship with graphic novels. Me neither, really. I just, I, 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 yeah, I respect it. I'll, I've, as many people have criticized me before, I have absolutely no relationship, nor do I want to have one with manga or anime at all. Uh, but I respect certain ideas of that. I mean, there's there's some that are really interesting. I think the, um, there's a point when they turned all of the Marvel characters into like noir versions of them. So no mm. heightened anything. It was all just like 40s settings. And, and, and so each character had you know, the power that you associate with them or the ability you associate with them, but they was all practical and it was like all solving these extremely grisly mysteries and so on. And those are really fun. I, I read a few of those a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Those are really clever. So that's, that's more the comic side. And then I've read like Black Set as well, which is another noir thing. I think somehow gra- graphic novels and noir go very well because it's so visual. Like the stories themselves, yeah. because of the film. Well, it's, it's literally about yeah. light and shade as well. And mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, the picture. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. We're just mm-hmm. we're just hacking and slashing away at everyone who's interested in this show, aren't we? We're just gonna, like, we're yeah. just gonna offend everyone. You like you like manga and anime? Bye. <laughs> Don't listen to us. No, but this is okay. But this is the whole point of Flip It is that we can we can sympathize other people's opinions. Doesn't mean they have to be ours, and that's, that's okay. And that's it's true. good to have different opinions from people. Okay, that's, kids. That's true. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? I hate to say it. How about this? I mean, do you do you find this? Because um, I think you've been watching a lot of new movies, especially like you know London this year and last year and so on, film festival. Do you think it's different when a film has already garnered acclaim versus when it's literally mm. the first public showing? Because I've seen I'm seeing the killer with not by choice, but like Letterboxd ratings coming in of like. Some three and a half, but lots of five stars, lots of four and a half, you know. So lots of this idea that, it, like, Peter Bradshaw gives it five. Another recorded <laughs> reviewer gave it three. But anyway, you know, this idea that, like, it's good. And it's Fincher, so he's already going to be like, it's capital G, good. Right? So yeah. I think that makes me... And obviously, as you can hear, everyone can hear in the first part of this podcast, I thought I would like it too. Um, yeah. As did you. As would anybody. Um, so I'm going in not just being like, oh, other people think it's good, but I won't like it. I was like, other people think it's good, and I'm going to like it. And then it re- I know for a fact that it frustrates me a lot when it's like other people think this is good. And I absolutely do not agree. Except those two flip it points. Um, but like, <laughs> but like, do you think it's a difference? Because you saw it. I guess there's some some discussion because it was at Venice, I think. But did you have an awareness of like whether people thought it was good already? Or do you think maybe everyone was trying to support I, it because like this was like one of the first showings? I think so. And I think... I didn't. I didn't have a, a sense of. I didn't have a sense of what anyone thought of it. I just think because pe- the people I like, listen to or engage with who mm. talk about film are so were so excited about it coming out and love Fincher. I mm. think that's what probably coloured my opinion that it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 weird because I've never. I've this is the first time I've like done London Film Festival at all. It's the first time I've like watched things before they've. Oh, right, been okay. released yeah so that's very weird to have like no frame of reference whereas like watching now watching these old all these old movies 
I think there's definitely something within me that kind of wants to not like things as well. Because, because I like, you know, like I think some things, I don't know. I find this with theater a lot as well. Some things have become classics and I I watch them and I think there is no good reason for this. Mm -hmm. Like there's no good reason for this to have been saved. Right. But I guess maybe that actually doesn't happen as much with film. Is I mean, maybe we'll we'll do something. We'll do an episode of this, and I'll hate something. It's very possible. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I feel at least you know, in a way, if it feels easier to have opinions about things that have been around for a while, I don't know. There's something. Whereas it went something so new and fresh, I kind of and I have no frame of reference for what anyone else thinks or where it stands with other other films of its kind i find it difficult to really nail down what i think about it like a lot of the films from yeah from london film festival is a bit like i think i like them i would have to watch them again right i have to read what other people think of them mm-hmm. um yeah sorry that was, that was quite a roundabout answer to your question no um, no no no. it's it, no that's really interesting i mean i mean i again i don't want to mean to be like oh pick me but i mean like i do think it was it was um because i've been going to film festivals for like eight years now uh, yeah. one, one in particular and um, no but others as well and like both as both as, through some work and through just some fun and through um, working as a film critic and stuff and um, so I've seen it from various different from a few different angles at this point um, the film critic side like it was literally my job to have an opinion before yeah. knowing what other people's opinion was right and yeah. even just even working with around people who had more of the money side and was like are we going to buy this are we going to exhibit this it's interesting to be like Sometimes they wait. Sometimes they actually want to be ahead so that they can sort of move, like shape the conversation before there's necessarily a consensus, which is, which, you know, which is, which is how it works, you know? Um, and, and I think it was, it's a good point made where it was like everyone involved in the movie, except in certain circumstances, thinks it's going to be good. Do you know? <laughs> and people are going to yeah. like it. And so when there's a huge, like, so I like, like five nights at Freddy's or for instance, when people are like, I made a lot of money, but like people are like, it sucks. I'm really honestly thinking, like, are they surprised? Like, I'm not, that's not, that's not me being snarky. I'm like, I'm genuinely wondering, like, are the people who made that movie like, oh my God, how do people, how does it not connect with people? Anyway, that's just an example. It's, it's, it's something that like starts to come with time. It definitely didn't come with at first for me either, where it's like, I similarly, like I, I was like, oh, I need to hear what people who know more than me made of it. Uh, but I think yeah. over time it starts to be like, actually, I think personally, it's not for everybody, but I think like it's quite like exhilarating to be like, I don't know what anyone else thinks. This is what I thought. You know, yeah. or, or it's like, but I have to be honest. I didn't think it was X. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was that good or I didn't think it was what it said it was going to be or whatever. And I don't know. I think it's, um, and one of the things that's fun about film festivals and somewhat exhausting is to be like, ah, I don't know. It's also why like, at like fringe festivals, I think also like fringe festivals, that's, that's, that's all, that's tons of things. And I get so pissed off with the assumptions like, oh, this, this, this play is good. I'm going to go seeing it, see it because it is good, right? Because some reviewer who has their own point of view that may not match yours or anyone else's, frankly, gave it four or five stars. And it's like, you got to go back and like, be like, nothing about this is objective. You are very much allowed to think that something is good that other people don't think is good. And crucially, you're also allowed to say, I don't think that movie works or that play works at all, even though X publication says it's the most important play of the year. And that's like, I I see so little of that, of people, except for like you and a few of my other friends, (laughs) of like everyone saying, oh, this is the sensation. You go see it and you're like, no, it's not. And this is not to say people should be crapping on people's hard work. It's more to be like, don't be afraid of being like, 
but I personally, unless you think you just like didn't understand it or didn't know and have a frame of reference, that's something else. Anyway, this is a very long way of saying, um, I totally get you. Um, but I think it's, I don't know, to be fair, one good point about my experience with the killer is that it reminded me what it's like to watch a new movie that I don't like, but thought I would, you know, like, yeah. actually the mo- last time I had this feeling, I had it much more severely was mission impossible seven. There's summer. Oh, yeah. Because I absolutely love Mission Impossible 6. And I think that I haven't even seen all the previous ones. <laughs> but I think that, like, that movie is maybe the best action movie, like, scene to scene in ages. Except for... Mm-hmm. No, no, it's better than John Wick 4. It is. <laughs> I think. Is it? Anyway. Seven, the one after that, is a complete mess. A complete failure in my, in my uh, narratively. I mean, almost everything that this previous one did well... This one just face plants. And I have no idea why, but I also have no idea why I seem to be one of the very few people who thought that. You know what I mean? To me, it's like yeah. clear as day. Um, and it really riles me up. It really riles me up. So, I don't know. Is this a year of really overrated things? For me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel, I mean, I think I feel confident having my own opinion for me it's theater as a thing because i feel like i've mm. spent my whole life going to see it sure Th- thanks mom for taking me to theater when i was mm. like five to see things i shouldn't be allowed to see mm. good times um <laughs> but it's built up a level of i have i feel like i have a very wide frame of reference and like yeah i and i have instincts that i'm in tune with whereas with film i feel like i'm still which is what's great about this podcast because i'm trying to get in tune with those instincts for this particular medium mm-hmm. um so yeah, watching and to be fair, watching things that are, I think are less good appre- makes you appreciate things that are really good. Yeah. Um, is what I is what I always say when I see a play that I hate and I spend money on it, which <laughs> happens, which happens quite frequently, upsettingly. <laughs> and for the record, you know, uh, the mountains more about theater than I do, for instance. So when we see something, I'm like very very much value your opinion on like <laughs> where it stands in the history of London theater, because I you know. I'm only a couple of years into really engaging with London theater. Also, you're. I've been I've been around the block, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, this is well, this is a this is a this is a, a Lucinda Freelam production, classically in her style. And I go, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is just like it's funny because people I'll be like, yeah, I saw that play in 2007. People are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I was yeah, I was seven years old when I saw <laughs> this fucking this play done. Like, it's so silly. Anyway, besides the point. Yeah, I kind of yeah, I think. I think we can agree that it was... This film was pretty... I mean, you didn't like it. I would say it was pretty mid. And I would like to watch other Hitman movies. And I'm sure if I watched those, like, good ones, I would... This film would probably go down in my estimation quite a oh, bit. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. But you can put them on the list, you know, for, for initial I, thoughts. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I will say I'm very excited for Richard Linklater's hit. I was just, that's what I was just going to mention. Yeah. Mm. I'm so what's, I don't know anything about it other than it was looking for distribution for a while and it wasn't mm. getting picked. And then it got picked up by someone. Mm. I can't remember who. Interesting. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was like a thing. Everyone was like, why isn't this Richard Linklater movie getting, it played at festivals and then didn't have a distri- mm. distributor for a while, but whatever. Um, mm. And it's got gun. The hangman. The hangman in it, who we love to see. Glenn, Glennie P. Yeah. But I don't know what the link later take is on is on the hitman genre. I'm kind of intrigued yeah. by that. Well, it just seems I mean, so it's it seems like Killer Joe, but if he was nice. 
<laughs> but there's another great Hitman story is uh, Tracy Let's Play, Killer Joe, that William Friedkin, rest in peace, made into a brilliant film, which is the the, mm-hmm. the first peak of the, or the first massive entry into the reconnaissance uh, in 2011. That's a movie about a, a police, well, that involves a police detective who moonlights as a Hitman. And mm-hmm. the Hitman, Hitman, the Linklater version, I think is the same. Uh, again, all I know is the logline, basically, but he's uh, a great... He's like the best. He's both the best detective and the best assassin in Dallas, I think. Dallas. Interesting. Anyway. And then he, but then he basically like sees that someone is, I think, believes a woman is sort of in this uh, trapped in this rela- abusive relationship, and sort of tries to sort of use his influence on both sides to to help her. I think that's the general crux. Sure. But that's all I'm reading. That's all you know. That's all I know. Uh, I believe some people saw it that I know who really really loved it, based on their internet statements. So. But I'm, I'm very excited. I'm for definitely that. intrigued. Yeah, mm. definitely. I've seen mm. a few Link Later films. I think maybe mm. I've seen, but I'm interested on his. I don't know. I guess because there's like the before trilogy, and I've seen Boyhood, and like, you know, those films. I'm interested to like what kind of his approach to that genre will be. Right. Yeah. Based on what I know of him. I mean, there's something quite understandable about why this this general setup persists, right? Because like it's, you know, it's all about character studies. In different environments, literally anyone in the globe could be a hitman. You know, the probably the first one was probably shortly after the prostitute was invented. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. probably been, you know, the general idea is pretty straightforward and makes you think about life and death and, and the way that we are complicit and the way that business is inherently, it can be inherently violent and vice versa. Violence can be inherently business-like, uh, transactional. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's definitely a lot of meat on the bone. There still is. Like, I, I think yeah. it's perfect. I think everyone could have an interesting take on it. I just think this one took a lot of time to go nowhere. Basically. Are there any are there any are there any go hitmen? Hit, I was hit just women? thinking about this, yeah. There's are there definitely any? there are. I think because Hollywood is is as it is, they're like chick flicks. Do you know what I mean? Oh shit, it's fucking Charlie's Angels. <laughs> or, or Well they're spies. Like, they're spies. They're like they're yeah, good guys. Yeah, fine. That's a good question. There's barely lethal, which I remember people saying was not as bad as the title would suggest. What's um, Atomic Blonde? Is she a hit? What was she? Is she a spy? What's she? Uh, she's a spy. She's. I mean, she, okay, she kills so, a lot of people, but um, yeah, but yeah, that's what I. That's what I remembered. Uh, have you seen that? No, I've just seen so many fucking clips of it on the internet that I feel like it's in my brain. Have but, you seen the stare bit? Oh. Yeah, I've seen that's. I think that's the bit I've seen. That's um, David Leach. That's he's one of the original co-directors of John Wick. There you go. This Lady Wick. Um, there is going to be a spin-off of John Wick of like there's gonna be many, but one of the next ones is Ana de Armas as a as a hit woman. So there okay. you go. There's loads there of lady go. hitmen in the John Wick series, so there you go. Yeah, that's true. But they don't really um, do yeah, they're not the main character. <laughs> yeah. Maybe who's yeah, who's gonna do a Greta Gerwig directs there a female. Yes, yeah, I. Oh, finally, we finally. Uh, there must be. I'm. I'm blanking, but I, there actually must be. Oh, there's Leon the Professional. That is, uh, that is, about a hitman. So there you go. Yeah. And and Natalie Portman, who's very young. Yes. <laughs> Maybe too young. Is um is training to be one. So she's kind of, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, Blast of Silence. That's one of the best underrated movies, I've ever seen. It's a Christmas mm-hmm. movie, sort of. 
<laughs> Anyone, just look it up. Blast of Silence, uh, 1951, 61. Um, about a hitman who um, basically hates his life and uh, narrates the whole thing. Ah, interesting. I wonder if this, that, well, that's another movie it's indebted to that frankly makes a much better point in a lot less time and a lot, you know, a lot less effort. Um, that's a great, that's a fantastic film. And he also, mm-hmm. he also sees sort of a way out. Anyway, a cult is my passport is a Japanese movie from 1967. Um, really, really, really cool. Uh, again, really straightforward, but yeah. Oh, oh, this gun for hire classic noir. Mm-hmm. Um, 1942, uh, one of Veronica Lake's most famous parts. They're watching this gun for hire in LA Confidential. So that's fun. Oh. So the bit where like, we're like the, the councilman is at Kim Basinger's house and he's got his hat on and he's like, I want to send him what he's pretending to be Alan Ladd for a, who's a hitman in uh, this gun for hire. That was not an answer to the question at all. Those are just some of the movies. That <laughs> I don't know. If you, if you, if you don't like this movie, but you want to see a good hitman movie, exactly. those are some recommendations. Leon, Colts My Passport, Blast of Silence, The Lineup, This Gun for Hire, Kill List, which is insane. And it's, um, what's his name? Ben Wheatley. So yeah, there's lots of great hitman movies out there. Let's summarize the best one. Uh, it's just beautiful. That's all I have to say. There you go. <laughs> Any other initial thoughts before we wrap up? It is actually kind of interest, more interesting talking about movies you don't like. <laughs> yeah. It I'm always is. Here, I'm, yeah, I'm not out here trying to be like, you're a moron if you like it. Like, not at all. Like, it it's definitely has a lot, mm. does have a lot going for it. Um, but yeah, I think my main initial thought was it's interesting to have, I think there's three Hitmen movies, like in the festival circuit. The other one is by um, Harmony Corrine, I think. Um, and Linklater and, and Fincher now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I like Fincher that much. That's maybe my take, my big take. Like I was, I was, yeah. I was mid with you. I was like, what the hell was his previous movie? Do you remember what his previous movie was in 2020? Bank. Uh, I haven't seen that. I did not like it. I watched it twice in two days because I was like, I, I, this can't be right. Like I was like, I must have misunderstood it. Surely, surely I like this. Uh, that must be my problem. I went back. I was like, nah, just didn't care for it. it really didn't. Do you think you peaked at Social Network? Oh. I don't go girl. <laughs> You know, I have thoughts on Gone Girl. You haven't seen that, right? I haven't seen that. We have to uh, save. That, save. Right. That's got. That's going to be an initial thoughts movie that's down the line. Thoughts. If I you want to come on the pod and talk about Gone Girl, let Brilliant. us know. Honestly, if you've made it this far into this episode, then you deserve <laughs> to come on the pod. <laughs> you can talk for an hour and 45 minutes by yourself. <laughs> you can have a special, babe. Yeah. Get on it. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> well, Phoebe, what are your last... What are your thoughts? Um... Yeah, it's it's been fun to be in the in the having watched it already seat. It's quite fun. The pa- the power of the power of making you describe a movie that you haven't seen. Great fun. Um, I, have, I have more empathy now for how that feels. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? When you were really <laughs> no, mean I had a to great me time. on the. I had a great time. <laughs> when I was trying to do Casablanca, yes, we filmed. We recorded out of order, um, and because I wasn't giving you any specific details. Now you know. Anyway, yeah. Well, as always, I got some of lovely. it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, there's a hitman. Congrats. I got that right. Good job. Yeah. He kills. <laughs> he kills. Yeah. Funnily enough, um, the 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 band The Kills have a new album out uh, from this from last week, and uh, it's really good. So I listened to that today, and then I also watched The Killer, and I was like, "This is this is morbid." And, and we just had Halloween, so there you go. Kill, kill, oh, kill. Subject. Death, death, death. <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't know if anyone's listening, but I mean, I might get murdered for the Fincher point. So before we put my foot in it anymore, let's. 
<laughs> Let's wrap it up. Well, lovely to talk to you as always, Nathaniel. Same, Phoebe. Thank you, for, thank you for hearing my initial thoughts. Anytime, anytime. And we'll be back next time with a, another movie. <laughs> the movie from 1942. <laughs> yeah, that I have not seen. No. And Nathaniel has. So we're back to the back to the, our regular programming. Don't worry, everyone. If you hated this, then don't worry. We're back to then the Don't worry. <laughs> we're not trying at anything new. <laughs> Just like the killer. Okay. And on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye.